What is that saying? A smart man learns from his own mistakes, but a wise man learns from other people's mistakes. Uh, you know, you get it. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but you get it. Talk about, yeah, if you can repackage your mess and turning into a message for other people to be able to learn from and avoid their own bullcrap mess, heck yeah, hot dog. Let's do it. And that's what I've been able to do. And I'm telling you right now, as God is my witness, I would not have traded any of that crap for anything. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I am your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. It is so good to have you with me right now. Thank you, thank you. Whether you're commuting in your car, you're getting ready, you're getting your hair and makeup done, you're on your run. I listen to podcasts when I'm on my run. I just appreciate it. I appreciate you trusting me enough and spending your time with me. Your very precious time we talk about in Code Red to guard your time, to clean out your newsfeed, to make sure that you surround yourself with like-minded people. So by the, the fact that you're listening to me right now just tells me that my content is worthy enough for your ears. And I know that sounds a little bit silly, but you know, I teach you to don't listen to crap and don't watch crap that doesn't pour into you. So at least you think that I'm worthy enough to pour into you. And I think I am too. I think that this is good content. I think it's going to help you and encourage you, support, education, information, and love. So I appreciate you. I really do. You being here right now uh, means a lot to me and I don't take it lightly. We're talking about making a message of your mess. I almost said make a mess of your message, which by the way, I have done that. And that's why I'm here today to tell you how not to do it. And, you know, <laughs> making a message of your mess. Full credit goes to Joyce Meyer for coming up with that saying. Uh, what I like to do is I listen to a lot of Joyce Meyer, I consume a lot of her content. I'm a Joyce Meyer fan. I'm a partner with her and I love her little one-liners. And that's one of her one-liners that she just, she didn't even title a sermon or anything out of it or a message. It was just like, she just said it in passing. And I was like, whoa, that'll preach. My dad used to say, that'll preach. We're making a message of your mess. If anybody knows anything about a mess, it is me. I never started really contributing to this society. I never started making a difference until I was 40 years old. And I realize that's a bold statement. Like, oh, Christy, like, oh, you didn't, you didn't No, I'm not putting myself down. I'm telling you. Like, you know, I mean, what I didn't really do much with my life before I was 40. Anything that I would consider to be worthy you know, I, I moved around doing waitressing jobs. So I needed, never paid a whole lot of taxes. I hadn't finished college. 
I, you know, when I was younger, I had a, a lot of disastrous relationships. I never had any kids, which is probably a good idea after I get ready to do this. After I'm done doing this podcast, you're like, good thing she never had any kids. You know, I didn't really do anything. I wasn't that great of a sister. I wasn't that great of a partner. I didn't really contribute. I didn't really do much with my life. You know, I had a few high moments, you know, I was a professional fighter. You know, I have a title. You can see it behind me. I traveled a lot, but as far as really pouring into people's lives and making this world a better place, so I didn't really do that until I was 40. I didn't. I mean, I was a personal trainer, but uh, <laughs> I don't know how much joy I truly brought to people's lives until I really went full on into Code Red until I really wrote my book, The Code Red Revolution. I mean, I had my show, own show on MTV called MTV's Made. And yeah, I mean, you know, whatever difference that show made. But it wasn't that big of a deal. I was voted New York's best trainer and featured in Allure magazine. But what is it? What, so, so what? I trained celebrities. I mean, it didn't really apply to regular people. I, it's like, <sighs> I understand making a mess of my life but I have definitely turned my mess into my message. When I first got out of high school, I was so desperate to leave my little town that I was raised in. I'm from a small town called Orfino. It's about five hours north of Boise where I live now. And I, I knew there was more out there for me. I knew I wanted to experience other parts of the country. You know, I grew up pretty poor. We didn't have money to be able to travel. We didn't fly anywhere my first plane trip was when I was 18 years old. We didn't go really anywhere that we couldn't, you know, go in a car, travel to in a car and camp along the way because we couldn't afford hotel rooms. So it's just, we just didn't experience other cultures or other parts of the country and other ways of thinking and other accents and stuff. And I knew that there was more out there. And so I left. And part of how I handled uh, leaving and getting out of my town. And the only out that I could see was hooking up with a guy who was in the Marine Corps. And that meant I got to leave. And that meant the military would pay for me leaving and moving and traveling around. And, you know, when, when I was growing up, you, I was raised strict Pentecostal and you just didn't, you just, you got married. You never had sex before marriage. That was absolutely not. So if you wanted to have sex, well, you better get married, you know, and if you, and that's just what you do. And I just thought everybody was like my dad and that everybody was, you know, like nice to my mom. And, you know, like, I just thought that that's how all men were. I didn't understand the reality of things because my mom and dad didn't really discuss the real true way that marriage is the truth, the fighting, the arguing, the disagreeing, the difficult parts of marriage. My mom and dad kept that behind closed doors. They never talked about that with us girls. And I don't fault my folks for a whole lot. I really don't. I really love the way we were raised. But if my parents could have really sat us down and told us about the reality of marriage, that could have saved me a couple of failed marriages that I've had. I just wanted what my parents had. And I didn't understand that that doesn't come easy. So I ran off with a guy that was um, who appeared to be a nice guy and he was nice through high school. And um, he ended up being an absolute horrific monster. You know, he made me steal. He made me steal clothes from a department store, assist him in stealing. He took me to a strip 
club and asked me to go in and get a job. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to strip. Um, he got angry with me and punched his fist through a car window. He hit me. He choked me. And those things that he did physically to me, that's nothing compared to the mental damage. He laughed at me all the time, like made fun of me, always told me that I'd never amount to anything. I've shared with you guys that I was uh, driving past a small, dumpy, total ghetto community college, and I dreamt about being one of those students with the little backpack walking in. I mean, I dreamt about going to college. I wanted to go to college so, so, so bad. And he just told me all the time that I was dumb, that I would never amount to anything. I couldn't do anything right. He always, he has, he's very manipulative and he's, um, really good at making you feel so stupid, everything. And I didn't have, you know, the confidence I have now. So, I just believed him. I didn't know any different. I was just an Idaho farm girl. I just thought everybody treats everybody with kindness. And what a mess I was in until one night I got the bravery enough. I got the courage to leave uh, when he was passed out one time drunk and passed out. And I got the courage to leave. Talk about a mess. And I never went back. Talk about a mess. Talk about an embarrassment humiliated. Had no, I mean, my parents were so upset with me anyway that I ran off with this guy. My credit was ruined because he had let a car get repossessed. And here I am at 18, 19 years old, I have ruined credit. And it shows on my credit that I let a car get repossessed. I mean, he let all the bills lapse, and the credit cards, everything went into default. All that was on my credit. My credit was ruined for seven years after that. I couldn't get credit anywhere. Talk about mess. Talk about crawling back to my family, humiliated, back at ground zero with nothing but a bad credit, no money, nothing but the clothes on my back, nothing but a backpack full of a few things. I had lost all my photo albums, my baby books, my high school yearbooks, everything he had thrown them in the dumpster. I had nothing. You know, a few years later, I... I ran, ran away again, you know, like no, I didn't run off with the guy this time, but oh, I'm sure I ran off with a guy, but I, I didn't marry him and found myself even on the side of the road, had run out of gas and had to wash dishes at a local truck stop in order to earn enough to feed myself and for $5 for gas to keep going. And this was somewhere in rural Illinois. Talk about a mess sleeping in my car. Talk about a mess. How many times have I stood in the food bank line for food? just to feed myself? How many times have I slept on somebody's couch? You know, it seems like I always took one step forward and two steps back. I didn't, could, I couldn't make any headway. I didn't know. I failed out of school. I failed classes. I, I desperately wanted to be a nurse, but I didn't understand because I didn't understand how student loans work, you know, and I, I, I didn't pay back my student loans at first. So they went into default. Well, that crap stays on your record. Like so many messes. So many messes. Years later, I think I got it figured out, right? Get with another guy. He ends up being just a scam artist. Steals $36,000 from me and uses it. He's into some, he was into some kind of a sexual preference kind of thing. Again, I'm really trying to keep this clean and I'm not judging people who are into that, but I'm not into that. And that should have been disclosed before you get with somebody. Oh, hey, I'm into this sex fetish thing. Uh, you know, like, do you want to take part in it? Uh, no, I don't. No, thank you. Goodbye. And it ends up stealing money from me and leaves me with nothing after he earned my trust. My goodness, you know, I just couldn't seem to get the hang of things. 
and just couldn't seem to get ahead, you know? I never once blamed anybody. I mean, maybe it sounds like, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm being a victim right now, but I didn't, you know, you, you earn someone's trust and you kind of partner up with them and thinking we're going to kind of, we're going to tackle life together. And then they end up stealing from you. Yeah. I'm kind of a rough situation there. I mean, of course now I'm much smarter. I meet someone like miles who is the most trustworthy guy on the planet. We still get a prenup, you know, cause I finally learned my lesson, even with a trustworthy guy like miles mess, 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 mess all over the place. Everything seemed to be a mess. I go into debt or I lose a job or, you know, get hooked up with the wrong dude, you know, and, and, and then I, of course I break up with the right dudes. Like I had a real couple of really great guys, you know, and I, and I ruined that relationship. What have made great husbands, you know, like I just can't seem to get anything right. I've made such a mess of so many parts of my life. And I share this with you to set up the story, to set up the podcast, but to also, I want you to know, I understand, I get it. I mean, that's just a few of the things that have happened. There are more things. So many things that I've made a mess of. And you don't think that you can do anything with that. But I truly would not have changed any of it. Because that's what got me to where I am now. That's, who, that's what made me into the person I am now. I'm a bit jaded, yes. I mean, I have been with Miles for like 10 years and yet, not quite 10 years. And yet I'm still like, we are very like, we don't share money. We are very much down the middle, 50-50, everything. We sign contracts for things. I mean, the guy is the most trustworthy man on the face of this planet. I trust him more than I trust myself. And yet I still... I'm always CYA, right? I'm always like, nope, we're just going to put that in a contract. And he is too, you know? I mean, he went through a divorce and it leaves you kind of bitter. And so we're very careful about keeping everything under contract, everything separate, everything's tight and locked down and there's no wiggle room on anything, you know? And I know that sounds real strange. We don't share anything. We split everything down the middle, even going out to dinner. I mean, why should he have to pay for my dinner? Why should he with his own money? I don't see it. I say everybody pay for themselves unless for some reason that you're treating somebody to a birthday dinner or something. And we do that, but I'm just very much in a fair and a 50, 50 kind of relationship. I don't, we don't have any, and I'm sure had I met miles was when I was 18, I wouldn't be like this because he wasn't like this either. We both have kind of turned into who we are. So there are some things that have happened that I've turned into. I'm pretty, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm hard hearted, but I'm pretty hard on the outside. You know, I'm pretty thick skinned. I don't trust a lot of people, especially when I do trust people. And my circle of trust is very, very, very small. I have learned, especially as big as Code Red has gotten, I have learned to uh, shrink and very much protect my circle of trust. So things have happened because of my, you know, kind of some negative things have happened to me. You know, I've turned into, maybe turned a couple of negative because of my mess. But my gosh, I am compassionate about people who are in domestic uh, violence relationships. I am compassionate about people who have repossessions on their records that was their idiot spouse that was supposed to pay the bill and didn't. You know, I'm compassionate about people who have, been ambushed and people who have been robbed and people who have had crap happen to them that they didn't ask or deserve that all they're doing is going to work and just trying to feed their kids. I'm compassionate about that kind of stuff. That's me taking my mess and making a message out of it. I am so direct with you guys. I wish that my folks would have been very, very, very direct with me 
I'm a very literal thinker, and I've always been this way, even since I was a little kid. And perhaps if they would have been very direct with me and said it very black and white for me, I would not have made a mess out of my life in these certain areas, maybe. So hopefully me telling you, and this is why I'm this direct right now. I mean, I have, I am just not going to make that same mistake. I'm going to make sure that you understand me very clearly on exactly what I'm saying to you. I'm trying to repeat back the question. That way I know what you're saying because I only hear things, you know, one way. If I hear them at all, I've got a hearing loss. That's not funny, but I can make fun of myself. And I repeat back the question. Is this what I'm understanding you're saying? Okay, here's your answer. Bam. Like nobody can mistake what I mean. But I would not change those things for anything because they have helped mold the Code Red lifestyle. They have helped mold me into the very direct and honest and aggressive person that I am. You're not going to wonder what I mean when I say something to you. So many people tiptoe around things nowadays. They just want, they don't want to hurt your feelings. Well, guess what? So many people tried to protect me when I was coming up and they didn't want to hurt my feelings. Well, I made a mess out of my life. I don't want that to happen to you. I wish people would have been more direct with me. Maybe I would have learned my lesson. Maybe I would have finished nursing school. Maybe I would have gone on to medical school. I don't know. Maybe I could have done something even bigger. I don't know. But I still wouldn't trade anything that happened to me. I would do it all over again. Because look at what Code Red is doing now. We're able to help so many people and the greater good is taking place. The greater good is that thousands of people are having hope and healing. They're finding hope and healing from Code Red. Thousands of people are relating to what I say. And I'm saying it like this because of the crap that's happened to me. I say it the way I say it. So I am absolutely making a message of my mess. Look at what has happened to you in your life. Look at the circumstances. Look at the crap. The crap you didn't ask for. The crap you don't deserve. You didn't deserve. All the times you've been abandoned and rejected. All the times that this has happened to you. Are you making a message out of this now? Look at your weight loss journey. Have you documented your weight loss journey? Look at the things you've gone through. Maybe the times you've slipped and fallen during your weight loss journey. Maybe the times you pushed through when you could have slipped and fallen off the wagon and you didn't. That mess is now becoming your message. Turning it around, packaging it up, and then regurgitating it for other people to learn from. What is that saying? A smart man learns from his own mistakes, but a wise man learns from other people's mistakes. Uh, you know, you get it. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but you get it. Talk about, yeah, if you can repackage your mess and turning into a message for other people to be able to learn from and avoid their own bullcrap mess, heck yeah, hot dog. Let's do it. And that's what I've been able to do. And I'm telling you right now, as God is my witness, I would not have traded any of that crap for anything. I really wouldn't have. I know what it feels like. My dad and mom were hard on us growing up. We worked very hard. And my dad was a disciplinarian. And he feels bad about the way that he raised us girls because he was harsh with us. But I wouldn't trade it for anything because all three of us girls are respectful adults and we're hardworking adults. So my folks instilled that hard work ethic into us. It doesn't help to complain about it. It needs to get done. So just do it. There is no option to not pick the hay out of the field. 
You have to get the bales of hay out of the field or your horse, Christy, doesn't eat this winter. Like, I mean, I just, my parents are like, no, they didn't give us an option. We had to do our work. So now I don't have an option. Believe me. Yeah. I mean, I want to sit on the couch and read a Cosmo magazine. Work's got to get done though. Right before I started filming this, you know, I had to film a whole bunch of ads. I have an ad agency and they'll give me a new script for ads that we want to, we always want to refresh our ads, keep it relevant. And, oh, I don't like those. I don't like filming those, you guys, because I have to follow a script. They're very strict. Facebook and Facebook is very strict and even Google, very strict on what you say in your ad. You can't say certain words. It'll get your ads taken down. And um, that's just not my style. I want to be able to freestyle it. I want to be able to ad lib it. I want to be able to just say what I want to say in the aggressive tone that I want to use. And so filming ads for the ad agency is not fun for me because I got to memorize the script and I have to say it the way they want me to say it. Well, I don't want any, I don't want it, I don't want anybody to tell me how to say it, right? Well, so I don't like doing them and I always put it off. I mean, you look at my to-do list for those of you guys who are watching on uh, YouTube, here's my to-do list. Everything is crossed off. And the last thing left to do was film the ad scripts. And, ah, but I didn't want to do it, but I did it. And so my work ethic that my folks instilled into me growing up, it helped create who I am right now. And it helped me say, Hey, ain't nobody going to film these ads, but you, you've got to do them and you're leaving town tomorrow. So you absolutely have to do them now. Stop putting it off and film those stupid ads. My mess has become my message. The way that I was raised, although my, my folks might think it was harsh and yes, it was a little harsh has turned me into the person I am now reaching millions, writing books, creating content. Code Red is saving lives all the time. People are taking their lives back because of Code Red. And it wouldn't have happened had I not had all those things happen to me, starting from my childhood all the way until two days ago. Everything is forming me into who I am right now all the time. Well, you can look at your mess and be crying about it, or you can repackage it and turn it into your message. It's all the way you look at things. Every single one of you has a message. Every single one of you has something to say, and you have a way to contribute to society. Don't wait till you're 40 to contribute to society. Don't just kind of flutter through life like I did for my first 40 years. I didn't really accomplish much. I didn't help society, that's for sure, but now I am. Don't wait like I did. Do it now. Think of your mess and how could you repurpose it? How could you repackage it and turn it into your message? Don't waste that mess. James Friel, my business coach, says never waste a crisis. Never waste a crisis. Anytime that anything bad happens to me, I always think, can I make a video out of this? Can I make a podcast out of this? Can I tell people about this? I mean, I'm... I'm I want to bring it to you guys and say, yeah, here's where I screwed up. Here's what you can do. Think of your messes like that. Try that. Instead of just lamenting, instead of just hanging your head and just pouting about it. Oh, I'm so bad. Poor me. I'm dumb. I never accomplished anything. Can you repackage that into content for your kids, for your family, for other people, for your neighbor, for your cousin's wife? Someone needs to hear what you have to say. Start thinking of it that way. Man, my niece was going through something. I don't want to uncover her, so I'm going to be real uh, vague when I repeat this back. She was going through something with her ex, and um, I went through the exact same thing. And I said to her, Sissy, 
your auntie Christy has gone through the exact same thing. I know exactly what you're feeling right now in your heart. I know. I remember, and I said back to her, this is what happened to me, blah, 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 blah. And this is what I was feeling. And she said, yeah, Aunt Christy, I'm feeling that exact same thing. Yeah, I get it. And I, I think just hearing the someone, like my heart was breaking for her because I remember that moment when it happened to me. And um, I think just hearing that somehow, just knowing that there's somebody across the globe from you even if they're not right there next to you, they could be in the next town or the next state or halfway across the United States. And you you know that they're kind of looking up at the same stars as you. You know what I'm saying? Like they're like, they feel you. And even if it's thousands of miles away, it feels better knowing that somebody understands and you are underestimating the power of your story, your message. You're underestimating the reach you're underestimating your ripple effect. If you don't share your message, if you don't take that mess and turn it into a message, you're doing it a service to your fellow man. Put out that story, put out that message. Don't let your mess go to waste. Now at 44 years old, I'm comfortable talking about, because I was just talking, well, let me finish my sentence, comfortable talking about what had happened to me before. Because it's embarrassing. You know, it's embarrassing saying that there were two repossessions on my credit. My credit's excellent now, by the way. I repaired my credits into the, into the 800s and, and it's excellent. And I, I'm super happy with that, you know. It's so, such a far cry from when I started. It was like, I mean, at the bottom of the barrel, it was like, I don't know, 530 or something. It was horrible. You guys, I remember going into my banker, Abe Jackson, and, and I dedicated my book to him. And I was at the, my, the lowest of my low. And I went into Abe, I went into US Bank where Abe was working at the time. And I sat down and I was so embarrassed, you guys, I couldn't even look him in the eye. And I just said, I have really bad credit. And I said, how, is there any hope for me? And he didn't, he treated me like a human. You know, so many people, they'll treat you bad when you have bad credit. I get that. I know that. And it wasn't even, you know, quote unquote, my fault, you know, and some of it wasn't my fault. Some of it was, I defaulted on my student loans. And I said, Abe, how can I repair this? And he said, Christy, it can be done. And over the next few years, he helped me repair my credit, you know, but he didn't, he didn't treat me bad. Like I, you know, and now I can turn around, I can turn that into a message and say, Hey, I get it. I understand. And this is you, this is what I'm talking about for you. How can you turn around your mess into your message? Don't let it go to waste. Share it. Talk about it. Be authentic. People can sniff out a phony from a mile away. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Let's just call a spade a spade. People are so sick of filtered, photoshopped, and fake. They're sick of it. They don't want to hear that anymore. They're sick of perfect Instagram models. They're sick of perfect relationships where the perfect shot of your, you and your boyfriend kissing on you. Life is not like that. Marriage is not like that. All right? Marriage is talking is bad breath and poop and in fighting about your kids. Like not all the time, but let's be real. I love Miles more than I did when I first met him. But gosh darn it, that guy drives me flat bonkers sometimes. Can we just talk about the real stuff? Nobody wants to be talked to like they're fake. You know, like like you're fake. You don't want to be fake to people. Just be real and honest. There's nothing embarrassing about sharing your message especially if it can help somebody. I encourage you to do this. I encourage you to, to come out and talk about what you've been through, just like I have and like I'll continue to do. It doesn't make you respect me any less, does it? I mean, are you thinking to yourself, God dang it, I'm not following Christy anymore. That's ridiculous. She had two repossessions on her credit from an ex. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. 
you're not thinking that. You're thinking, oh, God, Christy gets me. Yeah. And you know what? Christy made something of herself. And you can too. Anyway, I think you get my point. 10poundtakedown.com is the best place to start. I always say that on this podcast, but I want you to know if you need some help with weight loss, if you need some help taking your life back, if you need some help getting your health in order, join a 10-pound takedown challenge. That is always the best place to start. Get off medication, get off your CPAP machine. Um, Let me just say, let me back up and say, many people have gotten off medication. Many people have gotten off their CPAP machine. Many people have had relief in in joint pain and, and migraine headaches and back pain and all kinds of horrific things that they've gone through. Eczema, rosacea, it's a suppressing of cancer cells. You know, a lot of people have experienced that and you can too. It's amazing when you heal yourself through good nutrition, what can happen? You can take your, your whole life changes. Everything levels up. 10 pound takedown. I'll see you on the next challenge. Thank you for joining me. Take care you guys. Love you all. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Do you have a question that you'd like me to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? Then all you have to do is head over to Apple Podcast on your phone or computer and do three simple things. Leave a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. And in that review, ask anything you want related to health, weight loss, or mindset. And if you want a shout out, leave your Instagram handle or name. That's all. Then listen in to hear your question answered live, raw, and uncut on the next Q&A episode. So I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.